Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Luke, chapter 11. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. We dealt with it in depth, and we're not going to do that today, but I do just want to touch on a few things and maybe give you six or seven points that we can kind of draw away and take away from here. First of all, we want to look at his person. Notice in verse 2, so he said to them, when you pray, say the person, our Father. Are you getting me? The disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. And they're probably standing there with pen and paper in hand, ready to write down the seven easy steps to pray. And Jesus said, when you pray, say, our Father. Listen, when he said that, they were shocked. They were probably like, what are you talking about, Willis? Just shocked. Because a Jew, listen, would never refer to God as Father. Never. Elohim, El Elyon, El Shaddai, a host of other names, Yahweh, Tetragrammaton, YHVH. We believe that's Yahweh in Hebrew. Yahweh, but they would never refer to God as Father. Now, the Aramaic word for Father is Abba, and it's the most intimate way to address your Father. It's a word a child might use when talking to their father. The best translation of this word for us would be Papa. If you go to Israel today, are you listening? If you go to Israel today, you'll walk around the old city. I've seen it myself. Walk around the old city or the new part of Jerusalem. See kids running. They've got playgrounds and everything. And kids are running behind their mom. And they're saying, Ima, Ima, Ima. That's Mama. Mama, Mama, or Abba, Abba, Abba. That's Papa, Papa, Papa. Jesus is saying you now have a beautiful, intimate relationship with God, so come close to Abba and jump up into Abba's lap. Listen, you can, as a believer, come into the presence of God anywhere. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 tells us that we should come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of what saints need. So come right in and come right now. You can come into God's presence anywhere. Yes, last week I was talking to you about having devotion and sitting down and having devotion. And, 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 and likewise with prayer, we need to sit down and have a time of prayer. And yes, I guess you can pray in your car. Some people say, well, I, you know, I have time of prayer in my car. Well, the Bible says pray without ceasing. So yeah, we need to, pray. We, we need to be praying without ceasing. I would just say, if you pray in your car, 
Don't close your eyes and fold your hands. You might kill somebody. Amen. Don't want to go to jail. Not unless you want a prison ministry. <laughs> but we can boldly come to the throne, boldly come into God's presence. You know, when I'm studying, I tell my secretary from time to time, I will tell her, and you guys know my secretary, her name is Michelle, and she's been my secretary for 13 years now. And I'll, I'll tell her I'm over in my office and she's over here and I'll call her up and I'll tell her, you know what, I'm not taking any phone calls right now. I'm in study. I'm not taking any phone calls right now. No visitors and so on and so forth. And she's like, okay, pastor, no problem. Now, my secretary, now mind you, I've got a lot of staff pastors as well on staff, but I tell my secretary because my secretary wears leather. <laughs> and she's one of those biker for Jesus people. And uh, you don't want to mess with my secretary. So if, she, if, she, if I tell her no calls, nobody's coming to visit, you ain't getting past her. She will knock you out. She loves the Lord. she pray for your healing. But she loves Jesus. So I'll tell her no calls. But listen, there are two people that have access to me no matter what, anytime, any place, anywhere, anytime they want. They can come boldly even without knocking on my door, and that will be my wife and my children. And oftentimes my children do come boldly without knocking on the door. <laughs> and they can come at any time. God is saying to us that we can come at any time. We have like a full access to the Father. And listen, the reason why my family can come anytime and the reason why we can come anytime is because of relationship. Jesus is teaching them, are you getting me? He's teaching them that you have a relationship with, with, with God. Therefore, start your prayer with our Father, his person. Secondly, if you're trekking with me, notice his place. Our Father in heaven. And we need to reverence him in heaven. Guys, listen. God is holy. We live in a culture now where people really don't have respect for who God is. We need to reverence God and respect him. He's holy. He's separate. He's not the man upstairs. He's not the big kahuna. Some people are like, oh yeah, me and the big kahuna, we right here. Me and the big kahuna, we right here. He's not the big kahuna. That sounds like a Whopper burger or something. I mean, what is that? He's not the big kahuna. He's not the man upstairs. Guess what? God is not your homie. God is God. He is apart from us. He is separate from us. He is holy. And we need to reverence him as such and give him the respect that he is due. And when we understand that God is holy, that God is separate, that he's apart from us, you know what it helps do? It helps to put things in perspective. Because first of all, there's an awe and respect for the one you are talking to. You know, I come from the old school. I told you earlier, we're, I mean, we're nice church and everything like that, but we're not so cool that we leave the word of God, or, or we're not, you know, teaching the word of God. I come from the old school, many of you know. And when I was coming up, you did not call 
as a child, you did not call adults by their first name. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You did not call. Listen, my mother did not allow it. If you call an adult by their first name ever, my mother, well, she'll be here next week, as a matter of fact. She'll be sitting right there, all three services. You know that lady sitting right there, that little lady right there, shouting and dancing for Jesus? That will be my mother, okay? She'll be sitting right there. My mother, you did not, if you call an adult by their first name, you only will do it once. Okay, because my mother did not believe in timeout. She believed in knocked out. <laughs> my mother, my mother, my mother, my mother did not, she did not tolerate that. And you know what, honestly, I don't even today, listen, I am 49 years old, almost 50 years old this year. I know I look great. And uh, I'm all, <laughs> shameless, isn't it? Shameless. Almost 50 years old to today, I go home to Philadelphia, go to the old neighborhood, and there are people that I grew up with. Some of them people still living in that same house they were living in when I was a kid. I knock on the door, and I say, hey, Miss Gloria. I still call people Mr. and Mrs. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Mr. Miss, Miss Gloria, Mr. Nathan, Mr. Norman. We, we, we grew up with that respect. I'll take my family. I'm, matter of fact, our last trip to Philly, we went down my old neighborhood and I knocked on the door. Miss Gloria, she lived right next. In Philly, you have row homes. So you know your neighbor because you have one wall separating you. So you know them and they know you. You can hand them a cup of sugar through the wall. I mean, <laughs> it was a hood. And uh, so I'm not knocking on the door. I'm like, hey, Miss Gloria, how, how are you? Hey, hey. She go, Rodney. She go, boy, what you do with them cheeks? You used to have them cheeks. Where, they, where you do with them cheeks? That's about around your neck, ain't they? They don't have them cheeks. She go, Rodney, come on in. What you doing with yourself? Well, I'm a pastor now. A pastor? Well, boy, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, Miss Gloria, well, you know, the Lord did this and the Lord did that. I still call people, and listen, I don't allow children to call me by my first name. I don't allow it. Even here, some of y'all parents know, you could be standing with your child. If they call me by my first name, I will correct them in front of you so that I can help you learn to correct them. You don't do it. And don't misunderstand me. I'm not tripping because I think I'm all in a bag of chips. I really don't. But I believe that I, we need to help kids understand you're a child, I'm an adult, I'm not on your level. I'm not on your level. I'm not on your level. I am above you. Some of y'all child psychologists, y'all like, I can't believe you're saying that. No, that's the truth. And they need to learn that because I was down in the children's ministry. I was telling them first and second a couple weeks ago. I'm walking by and I, between first and second, generally I go down to the youth ministry and uh, they had the ping pong table set up, so... I go down to youth ministry, I, I go down there and play ping pong. <laughs> See, y'all, you think I'd be in my office between services praying and levitating, don't you? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> the 
No, I just messed it all up for you, didn't I? Y'all thought I was spiritual. Uh-uh, I'm down there playing ping pong with the kids. I'm like, yeah, poo, yeah. You want some of this? That's how I do. They're like, Pastor Ronnie, you're a little over the top, ain't you? So I'm down there walking in, and one of the kids, he saw me walk by, he said, Hey, how you doing, Rodney? <laughs> Honestly, in the spirit, all I heard was screeching. <laughs> I turned around, I said, shoot. Come here. I said, how old are you? I'm 14. I said, listen, you don't call me Rodney. Is Mr. Rodney, Mr. Finch, Mr. Rodney Finch? Um, is, is Sir Pastor Rodney the only right Reverend Rodney? You can, <laughs> Hallelujah! You can. <laughs> Let me tell you, you better figure it out. I don't know what to tell you, but you better figure it out. You don't call me Rodney, cause I'm not on your level. You're an adult, and what happens is, listen, parents, if you start to teach your child when they're down here, you don't call adults by their first name. That will help them in their earthly relationships to establish authority. Oh, I said it. Authority. We don't get it. There's this thing called authority that God established, not you and not me. God established authority, are you with me? And you'll help them to understand that there is this thing called authority, so when they're out there playing around with their friends and the cops pull up and the cops say stop, they understand authority. Because I've seen people get shot because they don't understand authority, okay? And then what happens is once they understand that earthly authority, it just easily transcends to godly authority. God is over my life. And then, you, then they can say, he is the Lord of my life, because the Lord means the reign over. It also means for you to get down and for God to put his foot on your neck. He has control over you. There's this thing called, I'm gonna wait while you clap your hands. But what happens is we don't teach our kids that anymore. Oh, you can call them, Rodney, please. I'm just, ha I'm just trying to ask you as, a, as church family, love you sheep people. Listen, do not let your kids call me by the first name because, and you know what? And I, generally, the cutoff age is somewhere around 18. I, if you're 18 years old, you can probably, but even then, I might have to question you. <laughs> Get some idea or something, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> be like, put your hands on the car. <laughs> but I do, you know, it's just, you know, don't do that because you're, you're hurting your children by not helping them to understand that, you, that you, don't, you don't, you know, cross those lines of order and respect and also help you in the home. Dad, mom, they're over me. You don't run nothing, kids. You know, if, you, if you're a young person here, you need to be saying amen because I'm trying to help you from getting killed. Help you in the home. Authority is so important. Understanding your place. God is holy. God is above us. He is transcendent. Let's move on. Notice his preeminence. Look in your Bibles in verse 2. 
hallowed be your name. His name is hallowed. That word hallowed, if you're taking notes, means holy, separated, other, transcendent. Holy is his name and holy is his nature. Revelation chapter 4, verse 8. The four living creatures are saying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Holy is his name. You know, I heard this story of a daddy who was listening to his son pray, and he heard the son say, dear Harold. Well, at hearing this, the dad interrupted and said, wait a minute, how come you call God Harold? And the little boy looked up and said, well, that's what they call him at church. You know the prayer we say, our Father who art in heaven, Harold be thy name. <laughs> okay, I got a few more here. <laughs> Talk about prayer and children. I like these. And this actually, listen to these. These are like from uh, like a true story, two letters written by kids and to God. And they're actually in a book. And uh, so letters written from children to God. Listen to this, from Anita. Dear God, is it true that my father won't get into heaven if he uses his bowling words in the house? <laughs> From Nancy. Dear God, do animals use you or is there someone else for them? From Neil. Dear God, I went to a wedding and they kissed right in the church. Is that okay? <laughs> From Joanne. Dear God, I'd like to know why all things you said are in red. That's cute. From Donnie, dear God, is Reverend Joe a friend of yours or do you know him through business? <laughs> From Darla, dear God, did you really mean do unto others as they do unto you? Because if you did, I'm really gonna fix my brother. <laughs> From Robert, dear God, I'm American, what are you? Dear God, at school we read Thomas, we read Thomas Edison made light, but at church, we learned you did it, so I bet he sold your idea. <laughs> From Nora, dear God, I don't ever feel alone since I found out about you. Don't you love that? Holy is his name. Number four, his preeminence. Now we're talking about number four, the prayer. The prayer is thy kingdom come. Jesus wants us to pray for the coming of the kingdom. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I've said this before. Please bear with me. Prayer, listen, isn't getting your will done in heaven. Prayer is getting God's will done on earth. Prayer isn't overcoming God's reluctance. It's laying hold of God's willingness. The right kind of prayer, listen, has at its core a passion for God's glory and a passion for God's agenda and God's name and his kingdom and his will have top priority. His preeminence, the prayer, and notice the provision in verse three. Will you go ahead and look at it? Give us this day our daily bread. Notice God doesn't teach give us our weekly, monthly, yearly, or lifetime bread. God says pray for daily bread, why? Well, I think God says pray for daily bread because if God gave you your monthly bread, he'd only hear from you monthly. And God wants to hear from us every day. God wants us depending on him every day. So the bread is daily. Our provision, perhaps you want to write this down, our provision 
is a part of God's priority. Our provision is a part of God's priority. So don't be afraid to ask God for your daily bread. Right? Your children, they're not afraid to come and ask you for their daily bread. Let the parents say amen. Amen. Mommy, can I have this? Daddy, can I have that? Mommy, can I have this? Daddy, can I have that? It never stops either. You know, when they're little, Daddy, can I have $2? When they're older, Dad, can I have 200 bucks? When they get time for them to move out the house, Dad, can I have 2,000 bucks? It never stops. And you think it does when they get 18. I used to think that. I used to be like praying, Lord, just get them to 18. Lord, when they get 18, Lord, they, they'll be on their own. Look, when they get 18, it's really just beginning. They never go away. <laughs> you know, Rodney Jr. just had his little girl. And, uh, and he said to me, we're riding the car the other day. And he said to me, he said, uh, he, I think it's like a revelation to him. He says, Dad, we're driving the car. I said, what? He goes, man, all of a sudden, after having the baby, he goes, I feel like everything's on me. I was like, yes. (laughs) I'm like, yes, Lord. Oh, sweet revenge. Yes. I'm like, that's how I've been feeling ever since you've been in the world. Yes, because it's like children are God's way of getting back at you, isn't it? God will get you back. So he's like, oh, I feel like everything. I got to do everything. And now I got to be like responsible. <laughs> I'm like, wow, isn't that a revelation? Now I got, I got a wife and kids now. And wow, I got to be responsible. I'm like, yeah, that's right. I'm like, this is so good. <laughs> and I'm just enjoying because he's sweating. It's like a bird, you know, first baby. He doesn't know. But they, they always are there. And he's going, well, you know, maybe, you know, when she, and she said, same thing I did. Well, when she gets 18, it'll be a little better. And I'm like, I'm like, come here, come here. <laughs> no, it won't get better. It never gets better. They're always there. They keep coming. They move out. I told you for graduation, I give my kids luggage. And they're like, oh, thanks, Dad. We're going on a trip? I'm like, no, you going on a trip. (laughs) Give us this day our daily bread, his pardon. And then number six, uh, number six is pardon. Look at verse four. Forgive us our sins and we forgive everyone who is indebted to us. God forgives our sins and we forgive debts. What we owe to God isn't the same as what others owe to us or what we owe to others, not the same. The forgiveness of sin is the reason Jesus died. The Bible says if you're a Christian, you are forgiven. But just as you're forgiven, you need to forgive. And then finally, notice his protection. Lead us not into temptation. This simply means, Lord, give me the strength to overcome the desires of my flesh. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, you can write that down, promises that God won't let you be tempted beyond that which you are able to bear. One translation reads, do not permit, I love this, do not permit the foes of our soul to catch us in their net. Do not permit the foes of our soul to catch us in their net. 
So that's why we have to stay in prayer. Because if not, temptation will catch you in its net. Somebody once said that Satan trembles when he sees the weakest saint on his knees. We need to be people of prayer. Satan will keep us from praying. His person, God is Abba, Father. His place, he's in heaven. His preeminence, holy is his name. The prayer for the kingdom of God to come. His provision, give us this day our daily bread. And his pardon, I am forgiven. And his protection, I can turn to God and ask for protection and not be led into temptation. It's just a model prayer. You don't have to pray it every day. To pray it just like this, just the framework of it. Hey, just understanding who God, who God is puts everything in perspective. If God is Father, just like your kids come to you and they think Dad can fix anything. Dad can fix anything. I remember my kids were small and we drive by an accident. <laughs> they would say, Dad, get out and save them. <laughs> they thought I could do anything. And, of course, I'd break out my red suit and get out and <laughs> get out and save them. And kids just think that Father can do anything. And I think when you start at that place where you understand that God is our Father, then, and He is God, and He's the one who said light be and light was, well then, if that be true and you really believe that, then what of your problem can he not handle. God is our Father, and there's nothing he can't do. We put things in perspective, and we take our prayers, turn our cares into prayers. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light. Let me be a salt.